0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم علموا انما الحياة الدنيا لعب ولهو وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الاموال والاولاد سلك الله الابن وسلك رسوله النبي الكريم وَنَحْنُ أَلَى ذَٰلِكَ لَمِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ وَالشَّاكِرِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الحمد لله الَّذِي هَدَانَا لِلْإِيمَانِ وَالْإِسْلَامِ We praise and glorify Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has blessed us with Iman and Islam والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and we send salat and salam, julud and salutations upon our beloved Habib Muhammad Mustafa, Ahmad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. And also we send salutations upon his blessed family, upon his noble and chosen companions, the Sahaba Ibrahim, radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'een. One of the very important themes of the quran that is mentioned throughout the quran kareem is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained to us in different, different ways and through different examples, through different similes, Allah Ta'ala has now explained to us the reality of the life of this world, what we call Hayatul Dunya. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala in different, different ways, different examples, different similes, different reasoning, different logic, uh, Allah Ta'ala has now profounded, expounded this very, very important theme uh, because the theme is so important to men. So what is the one of the one of the greatest vo- verses and most eloquent verses of the Quranic Kareem when it comes to this theme is the following verse that comes in Surah Al-Hadid. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has mentioned in that verse. First, we will just recite the verse and then we will do a translation of the verse. And then, inshallah, after that, we will look at now the, the 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 inner meaning. What is the actual meaning? We will go a bit deeper into the meaning. So the verse is that in Surah al hadid Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, that أنما الحياة الدنيا that know that the life of this world is but play and amusement, is but play and a diversion. بينكم and adornment. And mutual boasting. تفاخر بينكم and mutual boasting among yourselves. في الأموال والأولاد. And boasting with one another, competing with one another in wealth and children. So the example of this that Allah Ta'ala gives, this is like the example of the rain. That when the rain falls, from the rain comes, when the rain falls, which is the blessing of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, we can see the miraculous effect it has on the earth. And how every type of plant and vegetation and greenery and shrubs, everything seems to grow and sprout from the ground when that miraculous rain and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. So when the rain comes, we find that everything grows. So now imagine when when the crops start growing, right? When the crops start growing, how happy that farmer gets when he sees uh, his crop, when he sees his plants growing and uh, uh, not only growing, but they are actually thriving and they come up to full strength and they are now green and vibrant and moving, flowing in the wind. How happy that farmer gets. So Allah Ta'ala gives the example, <speaking in language> like the rain, when the rainwater comes, it pleases the farmer. <speaking in language> His crops. However, it doesn't last forever. It may be vibrant, it may be green, it has reached its now uh, maturity, it has reached its strength, it looks so beautiful, but it doesn't last forever. A time will come when that very same plant will turn yellow, it will wither, it will begin to wither, it will turn yellow, and then it turns into straw, it turns into debris, and there's nothing left there. Then it wizzes. And then you see it turning yellow. Then it turns into debris. Allah Ta'ala. So that is the example, the very important simile that Allah Ta'ala gives as you will explain towards the end. وفي الآخرة آذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله وردوان. And in the year after, there will be two things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying categorically that there will be two things in the year after. Either the the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The forgiveness and the ultimate pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other hand, will be painful punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the two things. Like how we say, in the year after, there will only be two groups. And nothing else. So we should be concerned. Forget about all the groups that we have in the world. We should be worried about which group in in the year after. There's going to be two groups. One group will be in Jannah, one group will be in Jahannam. So we must be concerned. Our worry should be which group are we in. Are we in the group of Jannah? Are we among the people of Jannah? Are we heading towards Jannah? Are we among the people of Jahannam? Are we heading towards Jahannam? Is our actions the actions of the people of Jahannam? Or is our actions the actions of the people of Jannah? So this is what's going to be in the year after. The after Allah Ta'ala says, الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاءُ الْغُرُورُ And uh, the, the life of this world is but the goods of deception. <clears throat> the life of this world is but the goods of deception. So that was a brief translation uh, of that verse, very important verse, one of the greatest verses when it comes to the reality of this world uh, that is a brief translation now we will go a little bit deeper into the meaning and try to uncover wh- why has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the, the, the certain terminologies and the certain words that are used in this verse to explain to us the reality of the world so Allah has used five words, five terms I used to explain to us the reality of the word. The first one is la'ib. The second one is lahun. The third one is zina, zinatun. Then we have tafakhur baynakum and takathur fil amwali wal awlaad. So these are the five uh, terms that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So la'ib means play games, fun Right? lahun means a diversion, a pastime. It also means sport. It also means play. But more diversion. That will be a correct meaning. Zina. Zinatun means decoration, adornment, show. Right? That is the meaning of zina. Tafakhurun baynakum meaning mutual boasting. Boasting to one another. Boasting to one another. Right? That the person will now, uh, the people boast about uh, their wealth. They boast about their rank. They boast about their lineage, etc. And kassr fil amwali wal awlaad, people are competing with one another in wealth and children. So these are the five terms that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used in this verse. Now let us go through each one very, very quickly, and we will try to uncover the deeper meaning. The first one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used, اعلموا أنما الدنيا لحون, That is, know that the life of this world, اعلموا أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب Laid, that know that the life of this world is but play, is but, um, but play and sport, is but play and games. So now, when we look at this word, laid, we find that games, sport, it's something fun to play. And when a person is engaged in sport, they become, uh, you become, ve- a person becomes very, very involved in them. So when a person is playing, is uh, a participant, when a person is actually playing in a game, what happens? A person becomes very, very distracted, a person becomes very engaged, uh, in that game, a person becomes very involved in that game, whatever they are playing, that sport. And then, what will happen? They, a person will, um, a person will tend to ignore, a person will uh, delay even certain matters that need their attention. For example, if a person has to answer the call of nature, that person will delay that. A person has to eat a meal; they will delay that meal because they're so absorbed in their playing. Or the time for salah comes, obligatory prayer, a person will delay that because they're absorbed in their game, they're playing their game. So that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he has used the word, uh, that we find that Allah ta'ala has used the word laib. So it means that the person becomes, we become, you get so involved in the game itself, in that short-term enjoyment, that the person will lose focus on the importance of the year after the person will forget the year after because that game is so powerful it will take that person's focus away it will take his attention away away from the year after and make him put his attention onto the dunya then the next word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses is now lahwun which means diversion as we have said a pastime, a diversion now what is a diversion? something that now it makes a person lose focus also of the goals of the year after now imagine a person now, a diversion, to make us understand, imagine a person is driving a car. And in South African law also, the person is driving a car, but he's busy with a cell phone. Now that is a diversion. The cell phone has become a diversion, and it has potentially, it can be very catastrophic. It can lead to very uh, major problems. There can be an accident. It can be harm caused to himself, to others. It's such a dangerous thing. That's a diversion. That's what we call a diversion. So that is why in Surah Al-Jumu'ah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has used the very, very same word, a very, very important incident took place. In Surah Al-Jumu'ah, Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَاغَةً أَوْ لَهُوَنٍ فَدُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَقُوكَ قَوَائِمًا So uh, the, the, the meaning of that verse, that when they saw... The, the, the business caravan, or they saw the diversion, in to ilayha, they hastened towards it, they rushed off towards it, and they left you standing, oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قُلْ مَا إِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهُ وَمِنَ الْتِجَارَةِ Say, oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is with Allah is better, better than the diversion, وَمِنَ الْتِجَارَةِ And better than buying and selling. Wallahu khayrul razikeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of providers. So according to Tafsir ibn Kasir, it is mentioned that once the caravan of goods came into Medina Munawwarah, and when the caravan came, imagine in those times, in those... Days when the caravan would come, it was not, it did not happen every day, and people would be waiting for the caravan to come with goods, laden with goods. So once Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was giving a khutbah, he was addressing the people, and it so happened that the caravan came, and the duff was playing, the drum was beating, and people were being informed about the arrival of the caravan. So everybody got up, besides 12 people, only 12 people remained with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Everybody else dispersed, and everybody else went away, they rushed off to the caravan. So this is now Allah Ta'ala you is the word, that this was a diversion, that the worshippers, the people, the believers that were with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they got diverted, that they got diverted from sitting, from remembering Allah Ta'ala, sitting in the company of Nabi Sallallahu and they were diverted. So this is what we call diversion, uh, that where a person loses focus of the year after. The next word that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has used is the zinatun, decoration, adornment. So the zinatun we find uh, adornment, beautification, decoration—it is everything that is pleasing to look at. Now, imagine whether it is natural beauty. We find that you know, in the world, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has placed so much of natural beauty, which is so awe-inspiring, which is so alluring, which is so pleasing to the eye. And Allah ta'ala has made uh, so many things so beautiful in such a way. But not only that. Imagine then, human beings—we go one step further. Everything that we have, we beautify our homes, we beautify our cars. Right, We beautify our clothing, we beautify our windows, we beautify our walls, uh, curtains, etc., etc. Everything that we have, everything that we, uh, we possess, right, we, we beautify it, we transform it into something very, very pleasing, very eye-catching, very, very alluring, very captivating. So that is that zin that we find either it is made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala natural or it is made by man. So this also now has the potential to divert a person, make him forget about the year after, get him involved in the dunya. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used this powerful word. The next word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses is tafakhur baynakum. It implies mutual boasting, meaning you boast to others or others are being boasting to you. So now, uh, what is a person tafakhur baynakum? What are people going to boast about? People are going to boast about their lineage, Honorable lineage that I come from so-and-so family. This is my lineage. Uh, we have uh, coming down from this uh, line. Uh, l- l- uh, this is our lineage. This is our family. This is our family history. Or whatever awards, whatever achievements the person has done, or the righteous deeds that one has done. I've been so many times for Hajj. I've been so many times for Umrah, etc. So it's mutual boasting. So the person one to I've been 10 times for Hajj. The other one say, I've been 15 times for Hajj. So that is mutual boasting. Right, so this is now something, uh, it starts from childhood. For example, children are playing small child, so the small child will say that I got more toys than you. And so today leave alone that. Children also say that my father got more money than your father. This is how perceptive, because of the environment that the children are living in and what they hear and what they listen to. This is what they say and this is what they speak. So Allah Ta'ala says this mutual boasting that now this has now uh, preoccupied human beings uh, and made them neglectful uh, of the year after and made them neglectful of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. The last word, the terminology that Allah Ta'ala used, fil amwal wal aulad. It means that now people are competing with one another in amassing wealth and in the in in children. <clears throat> so what does that mean? It means now simply what it means rat race. And all of us in some way or the other, we are all caught up in the rat race, right? So now when the person is in their twenties. That is when the rat race normally begins, when a person now begins to, the, the person has settled down, they have now started working, now they want to, uh, the person, they, 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 they start earning money, then they want to uh, obtain their home, they want to get their cars, they want to get their investments, and they want to do this. So then the person gets into this now, they competing with one another mutually, that I've got so much of property, I've got so much of money, right? And then the other one is keeping up with the Jones, that somebody has got uh, this type of vehicle, I must have and get a- somebody's got this type of furniture, we must have something better. Somebody's got so many investments or so much of uh, portfolio. Somebody's got so many property investments, we must have more. So try to compete in competing with one another. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran Al-Kareem, al that this has diverted you, your mutual uh, competition in worldly things, in amassing worldly things, has diverted you so much, Hatta that your entire life will get spent in this until the time that you die and you go into, the, into to the belly of the grave. and it will not end. the only thing that will fill the, the belly of that person is the is the sand of the grave, so this is now Ta. Uh, that it diverts human beings in this life from what should be the primary goal. Our primary goal is to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to achieve success in the year after. That is our primary goal. That is why we have come in this world, to prepare for the year after. The has said, The dunya has been created for you, and you have been created for the year after. Last, we come to the simile that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used. Very important. The simile of vegetation in this verse that Allah Taala gives the simile of the rain when the rain falls and the vegetation and all uh, the, the the plants that grow. So then, when it when it grows and when it becomes very very green and when it becomes now fully grown and bearing fruit, how what a beautiful sight that is and how vibrant it looks, how it looks like it will remain like that forever and how what a pleasing sight that is to the owner to the farmer. However, what will happen in a short while? All that color, all that vibrancy will wither. It will become yellow. It will become it will become straw. It will become pieces of straw. It will become debris. It will be uh, blown away by the wind. And that land will once again become empty. It will seem impossible that that very land, which which is now so vibrant and flowing with with with, with the crops, uh that same land will become an empty, barren land. Uh, Once again, so much so that when a person looks at that land, you will not be able to imagine that something was growing there. So in reality, this is now, the, in reality, this is what happens to everybody. Imagine a person, a human being, how, how strong a person is, how so when a person becomes mature, a person is growing up from infancy, from childhood, becomes an, uh, a, a youngster, becomes an, uh, an adult, he reaches the prime of his strength and beauty. Then a person, uh, everything, he begins to he begins to lose his beauty, he begins to lose his strength. And everything in this world, a building will one day be, be, decay, and uh, everything that we have, Car that may be brand new today it eventually it will become uh, scrap metal, and everything that we have with everything the clothing that we 're wearing today may be new after some time it will lose its color it will begin to fade, and so forth and so forth. Everything in this world. this will happen to everyone and everything in this world. So that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up our eyes to the reality of this world, that the reality of this world is very, very captivating, it is very, very alluring, it is very, very inviting, but very, very deceptive in nature. We must not get caught up in this and we tend to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we forget the year after, we forget gaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we forget our success in the year after, that is the most important thing, and we remember that this world is not going to last forever. That is what Allah Ta'ala has told us and taught us so many times the reality of this world, that this world is not going to last forever. Everything will perish that is on the face of the earth, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is why we can see the importance of re- re- reciting the Quran, the importance of uh, understanding the meaning and the message of the Quran. So then we will be constantly reminded uh, like how we are reminded now in this verse and throughout the Quran of the reality of this world. That is why we find that the Nabi has said very, very beautiful hadith mm-hmm. that everything that a person now is, he, he, he uses as, as a diversion, as a pastime, is null and void. It is futile except for three things. That when a person is now... A person is training with his bow and arrow. A person is now becoming a marksman. A person is training his horse, or when a person is playing with his wine. So these are the things that will bring reward. Everything besides this will be null and void. There will be no reward. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us the understanding to understand the reality of this world. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us all the the guidance to prepare for the year after to earn successfully after to earn the eternal pleasure and the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa akhidu da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen